0: Welcome to NIL Undressed. I'm Ryan Shockner, along with the future mayor of Football City USA, also known as Rock Hill, South Carolina. He once threw six touchdowns in a single game. Doctor Cheney Robinson.
1: <laughs> Glad to be here,
0: <laughs> Doc. Maybe that's fabricated, either. <laughs> Doc, we're staying in Happy Valley, and yep. we're going to talk to. She's not going to admit it, but one of the goats of Penn State field hockey. Uh, the only reason they wouldn't retire her number is because they're running out of numbers to use for everybody else. So, <laughs> Sophia or Fia Gladio, um, she is a four time All American, two time Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year, two time Regional uh, Player of the Year. Wait, wait, two time. Ta- yeah, Player of the Year, Big Ten uh, Player of the Year, and Penn State Female Athlete of the Year. Um, and that's just what we could fit on this page. So she's got, she's got even more, uh, she's been playing field hockey ever since she was in third grade. Um, and she's going to be taking her fifth year coming up here at Penn state and continue her academic and athletic career. She's an early childhood education major and is currently student teaching. So we got her fresh off of student teaching for this podcast. Uh, she's doing that full-time this semester, um, Post-grad, she hopes to continue her athletic career on the U.S. women's national team and eventually compete on the 2028 Summer Olympics in Los Angeles. Vio, welcome to NIL Undressed.
1: Thank you for having me. (laughs) Glad to have you. Glad to have you. All right, so let's start off with some rapid-fire questions. You ready? Yes. Favorite Penn State tradition?
2: Um, it has to be the whiteout football whiteout. It there's nothing like it. If you haven't haven't been to one, you absolutely have to go. It's it's insane. It's awesome.
1: Now, is that for all home games or is that for particular games throughout the year?
2: So they'll pick um one game that they'll dedicate the whiteout to, um and it's a home game. Um, but it's not every game. We'll have like the stripe out. You've seen um. Yeah. The blue out, whatever, but white out is just the energy is literally nothing I've ever seen before. The atmosphere is insane. You know, whether you're a Penn State fan or not, anyone that's been there can attest to that. So it's it's definitely something that I'm glad to, you know, been able to be a part of and you know continue to be a part of. Absolutely. Janie,
0: my favorite is the white out when it's snowing. <laughs> oh, that's <yeah>. next level.
2: <laughs> it's, that it's, is next level. Yeah, it's wild.
1: All right. Ryan and I were coming to Happy Valley. We're on campus. What restaurant do we go to and what should we order?
2: This is hard because I am a Roots athlete. Speaking of NIL, um, I love Roots, but besides that, the one place that is my weakness is Kondo. Um, It's like Japanese food, but the order that I get is the chicken tembanyaki. So it's like there's chicken, like fried rice, and then they have their yum yum sauce, but it's like so much. They give you in like a container and it lasts you two days. It's literally the best that or their poke bowls are really really good but it's pricey but it's it's definitely it's that's worth it. where I'm, I would send yeah. you there for sure
1: absolutely <laughs> right. top three memories of Penn State field hockey <clears throat> top three
2: yeah Oh, there's so many oh um but the first three that I think of are definitely from uh 2022 season so my junior season. Probably, oh, it, it really, actually, no, I lied. My sophomore year, the one that I can think of is when we beat Maryland in overtime at Maryland. Um, <clears throat> we beat them and then got on the bus, drove back here and went to the whiteout game and they ended up beating Auburn. So that was just like an incredible day. Um, I scored probably like the most insane goal I've ever scored in my career that day and then scored in overtime. So that was just like overall, just like super good vibes. And beating Maryland's always great. So and when they can probably say the same about us. Um, and then the second one is probably last season, 2022, my junior year. We played Iowa home. We hadn't beaten them in like seven years, I think it was. It was always like one-nothing overtime, whatever. So we finally ended that curse um under, you know, the lights at home. Uh, we were tied one one wonder overtime. And like one of my good friends Anna dumped me the ball and just like shot it blacked out and it was awesome it was just so exciting to finally be able to beat them on our home turf which was just amazing um hmm. and then another one is probably that same season against michigan it's always a good day to beat michigan um, yep. that was also a really awesome one because again we tied it up with like two minutes left scored in overtime in the rain under the lights it was like out of a movie you know so you can't you can't beat that so those Very were cool. all yeah those, those were are
1: awesome memories yeah <laughs> Right. So you just finished senior year, right? And I mean, you kind of went out kind of big time, right? Offensive player of the year in the Big Ten, All American, right? So you got again, again, again. <laughs> so kind of a, a two parter here. How did it feel when you found out? And then what do you attribute your success to this year?
2: Yeah. Um usually just when the awards come out. I don't know, I try to feel like a little bit indifferent about it because I obviously it's super exciting. Like anyone you ask that wins a big award like that, especially in a conference like the Big 10 in any sport, you know, the pool of talent is just so much higher than a lot of other conferences. So being able to win that even with the record that we had this season wasn't compared to last year, wasn't the same, wasn't as good. Um so still to know that I have the respect of the coaches and the committee that votes and they were able to still recognize that, you know, I was able to perform to that level that they could award me. That means a lot, you know, and that's hard, especially you're up against girls that are on the national team that are in college. It's just like, yeah, it feels really, really good. And, you know, definitely it's a confidence booster going into the big 10 tournament. Like that feels good. Um, and You know, I can confidently say that, (laughs) but uh, I don't know, but also there's a part of me that a little bit that just kind of expects that for myself. You know, I've always held really high standards since I was a freshman coming into college, you know, I don't expect anything less really. And then it's not that I'm like, Oh, I expect to get this award. It's more so like, Oh yeah, that felt good. But like, you know, I, I worked hard for it and you know, I should feel good about that. Um, you know, contributing my success to it, I think just like my work ethic and just working hard. I know what to do with the ball when I get it on the field and, you know, I score goals It's just kind of like what I do, but I also obviously have to contribute a lot of that to my team and being able to support me in those tough games. and, you know, my coaches for trusting me to be able to do that. And I also I'm going to give a little credit to myself. There are times where I know that I need to get the job done and be yeah. able to do that. So you know I think it goes a lot of ways. Um, so, yeah
0: <laughs> so i'm I'm curious because you know, you come in as a freshman a four time all American. That means as a freshman, you made all American, right? Yeah. And that takes a certain mindset. Right. Because you're now you're going from senior in high school, you're playing against uh, ladies that are, you know, four or five years older than you. Right. And, and yeah. stronger and all that type of stuff. Right. So how did you how did you process going from high school, playing your sport to college, playing your sport and, you know, hit that that level so that you were recognized?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think a big part of it is that I've been playing really high level field hockey since I was really young, almost since I started. So in sixth grade, I was playing, um, it's called Futures. It's called Nexus now, but it's like the pipeline to the Olympic team kind of thing. Um, I don't know what they call it in other sports, but you get the gist of that. Um, and I remember when I was 12, I was selected for like the U17 junior national camp. And then I was selected for like a U19 thing. So girls literally in college and I was 12 at the time. So it's like, I've been exposed to that type of level since I was really young, just playing up. And not only just like the playing field of it with the girls so experienced, but also the coaches. You know, I was being coached by college coaches, U.S. coaches, like getting that kind of taste of what it's like from a really young age. And that's just always been the case Um, and you know, I played club and my high school team was super, super good. Um, coached by Mel Brill, who went to UNC, UNC is a powerhouse. My head coach, Tiffany Capilano went to Iowa, another powerhouse. And then Kelly Williamson went to Delaware. So you're being coached by three D one, you know, athletes that weren't just D one, but they're also extremely, you know, uh, had a big c- contribution to their teams so being able you know having that they didn't take practices lightly like you would think high school's like oh it's just for fun no like at Ole it wasn't really like that people found that out quickly like we won yeah. a lot of championships there and you know I think my overall record I don't even know I think I lost like maybe five games my whole high school career so it's just oh, like wow. yeah. yeah so like my whole like experience and you know my hockey career I've just kind of been exposed to that kind of thing. And I'm so grateful for that because when I did get to college, you know, obviously it's still a jump for sure. And you're, you know, balancing school and like being on your own, not being at home anymore. So those things definitely make it challenging. But I think field hockey wise, I had just prepared myself a lot. And so when I got there, you know, I was kind of ready for that, you know, jump. I was ready to play at that level. So.
0: Yeah. Very cool. I love that answer. All right. So let's take a trip back right you're a freshman it's 2020 before nil right wasn't even a discussion on campus or or anything and then all of a sudden your sophomore year you come in uh you know you you come back from summer break and the every headline in college sports is name image and likeness right so what were your initial thoughts about um nil and and how did The team, because even at that point, you were a leader on the team. How how did the team kind of react?
2: Yeah, um, it's crazy to think that 2020 was already four years ago, because I feel like it was yesterday when I I remember so vividly, I was sitting down at a restaurant and like the first thing that came out was like barstool sports, like, you know, uh, barstool athlete. And my assistant coach at the time, he's no longer here, but he was like, oh my gosh, like get all over this. I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. And like uploading like forms. I'm like, I don't know what this means. What am I getting out of Varsal Athlete? Is it just like the title? And it's just so funny because so, I think literally every college athlete like jumped on that. And you know, (laughs) Dave Portnoy, he was just like, oh sure, let's do this. It didn't mean anything. So it's just kind of funny. And I don't even think they ever like accepted me because it was like, hundreds of thousands of athletes doing that but that was like my first thing i think everyone's just so excited about the idea and you know i thought it would be so much easier than it was because you see like other athletes and other sports that are just like automatically at a like higher level like football and like basketball those sports are getting like so and so makes 100 k deal on this i'm like okay whoa, like that's actually like crazy like that's even possible and at the time I was still building my name. Like I had a, a, a pretty big name in the field hockey world. Yeah. But like, other than that, no, and the field hockey world's not very big. Um, so I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do, but then I kind of saw like other athletes doing like smaller things. And I'm like, Oh, like, this is definitely like attainable. Like I can do that. Um, and so one of the first things I did was like long which is like a field hockey sporting goods store for it's field hockey and lacrosse. So I reached out to them. They were, store that I went to since I started playing and you know I had connections with them and we made like up a contract but before we get into that like just the process of NAL, I think was so difficult for a lot of colleges because every college was different with like what they allowed what they didn't allow every university like policies and conferences even it was just like really confusing I think and I think with the NCAA just coming out and being like you can make profit I don't think they realized the amount of like okay wait like pause for a sec like Penn's, like no you can't just do everything and the, i think a, got a lot of people in trouble because you're like doing things that are illegal that you didn't yeah. know because there's gray areas so like that's i was kind of hands off for the bus like i'm gonna let them like figure it out because they don't even know so i don't want to like jump the gun so yeah it's just like really like confusing i think for everyone like higher ups and you know the ncaa and us but um so I think my teammates felt the same way. They're like, we're just going to like hold off on this until we know more. Um, but I was definitely one of the first people to like jump on board with NIL stuff. I think my other teammates struggled with what they could do because it's hard, right? You're a field hockey player and it's football school. So it's like, all right, what can we right. do here? So, right. but yeah. That well, was... And
0: I think initially everyone thought it was a football basketball thing.
2: Mm-hmm. And, oh, for
0: sure. and so there was, a, there was that kind of, you know, they're over here. And they have collectives and all that kind of stuff. And then here's all these other sports. And yes, it applies to us, but but does it apply to us? That right. kind of was, <laughs> was going on. Uh, oh, so yeah. was it like you're you're halfway through your sophomore year, or what? At what point did you say, "All right, I'm going all in"?
2: I think oh, I can't even remember exact. I think it was like fall of my sophomore year is when I started to like get more involved with it. Um, Mostly because like my sister, and my dad were like, take advantage of this because this is like, you could really, because then I started building a name for myself by sophomore year. I had a lot of TikTok followers and like those kinds of things. But, like, even if it's small, like you're making money, like that's benefit. And also like doing things that you enjoy doing because I love social media and like that kind of thing. Um, So yeah, it was definitely probably sophomore years when I started getting like a little more involved. I do, Um, so the long shot thing was first. And that's like a sporting good, a sporting good, and also a partnership with like TK, which is my stick brand. um So that's kind—they of they go hand in hand because they sell TKs. Um, okay. And I did this thing called Leap Hockey, which is this like platform where basically you can do like we do in-person academies and stuff, but it's like a virtual like. Um, I'm trying to think of an example. You know, Peloton, how they do like you can do virtual yeah. training sessions. That's yeah. what Leap is. Except for example, last night I had a Leap Live so. It's literally just like this on Zoom. I'm in my locker room. I set up my GoPro or my, my GoPro, my tripod with my phone on it, and I'll film a 45 minute session of skills. And a bunch of people get to sign up for it, pay for a membership, and I get like a profit of that and get That's paid. Cool. Nice. Yeah, I so like, that. yeah. So I think like, you know, it took me a little bit to figure I started wanting to do all these random things like makeup brands and like all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, it actually comes like annoying to have to like, you know, fake ads and like those kinds of things. Like I wanted to do more. So yes, like obviously Roots is great. Like I like I love it here. I love it, um, eating it, whatever. But like, I wanted to focus on the field hockey stuff more. So that's going to like benefit me and like benefit like my following. My following is field hockey girls, right? So like, they're yeah. not, gonna, you know, they're younger. They're not going to, some of the things they're not going to be entertained in. So that was my biggest thing. And I think that's helped me like navigate. All right, what do I want to actually like, create money off of what do I want to do that's not gonna like burn me out or like bore me that kind of thing so yeah yeah
0: <laughs> well that's that's cool because so you you Chaney I think it's the first time that we've heard this side of it right like let's look at who yeah. my the followers are who that community is and right. then let's let's not you know apply for everything uh-huh. but let's do things that are relevant and can benefit them versus just yeah. stuff that you know, I, yes, I could make money on, but, um, you know, but it's not really relevant and it, it can't really help my, uh, you know, the crew that's, that's paying attention to me.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I think like, it took me a little bit to figure that out though. Like that wasn't right away. It was more so when I would post things that were like, not more sports, so like sports related. I wouldn't get a good engagement. So I'm like, okay, like this is pointless, yeah. like at, at this point. So, and then versus when I would post, Field hockey stuff or like Penn State like type things. They'd be like, "Oh, they're like actually interested in that." So it just took time yeah. to like,
0: yeah, yeah. Cool. Has it changed any of the team di- team dynamics? Not not you and doing your thing, but NIL in general has it has it kind of shifted and how things were pre versus post?
2: Oh, a hundred percent. Like I for personally field hockey no, because I'm probably the only one of on my team that like does I know NIL not only one but like one of the like three maybe. And it's, it's not like we're doing some crazy, like Caitlin Clark state farm, like collab. I mean, like as she should, she's absolutely like amazing and like get that bag. But like, no, we're not doing stuff like that. So no one's like, I could see where that could maybe become like, you know, on a lower sports team, but like a hundred percent, I've like, even here, I've heard kids committing oh, I'm like you see it in the news, there's kids um, committing to basketball schools. They're, like, well, this school said they're going to give me more NAL, like, uh, you know, money or whatever, like more opportunities to do NIL versus like you guys, you're you're not caring about that. Like pretty sure we, Penn State basketball had that issue where they're like, yeah, no, we're not focused on NIL here. Like, yeah, absolutely make money off of like your success. Like they support it hundred percent, but like, that's not the top priority. So I think that's where things got really like sticky is now you got kids in high school that are, you know, probably, you know, you're a little cocky before you come into college. They're like, oh, well, like I want to do this. And it's like, is that like why you're here? Like, yes, profit off of that. Do it on your own time. Like, we'll support you, but also don't like make that commitment to a school solely because of that. And I think that's where things are kind of like getting lost in translation. And you know, luckily that's not been the case for us at all. But like, it has been. I've seen it in like the head- headlines, ESPN, all those things. So it's just like, or yeah. you'll see like again, like Caitlin Clark, like partners with Gatorade or whatever it is that she's partnering partnering with, and it's like okay, that, that school is doing that. It just it becomes like a comparison game. And so I'm right. sure it's a lot, you know, but luckily that's not the case over here. <laughs> so
0: yeah. What do you wish you would have done more of when it, when it, as it relates to NIL?
2: Uh, I know. I think about this a lot. Like I feel like there's definitely more I could have done. I wish I would have taken advantage of like TikTok too like I think I could have done I and I am still like trying to figure that out because I feel like TikTok it can ebb and flow right like some people can blow up and then they'll like not really get good engagement for like a few months and like I've been through that where I was getting like every once in a while like a million something views or like a lot and then I'd be like oh now I'm not really getting that much so it, it is tricky but like I think when I was like peaking just like doing I don't know like just making more like videos and maybe like reaching out to other sports related brands that would have like benefited me and like my followers. And I just like didn't. Um, but then I can also say to myself, like, okay, I was it gets overwhelming like having to post and like doing all that stuff. And I want to keep it yeah. natural as possible. Um and not like ruin you know social media for myself and whatnot. But yeah, definitely just like taking advantage at the time. Like now that I only have like a year left to season like oh I could have done so much more, so many more like day in the life or get ready with me or like I don't know, just like interview type things, fun things. And that's why I'm like, now I'm like, okay, I'm going to try to start doing more of that. But yeah, so.
0: (laughs) Well, that leads into this next question. So how, how do you stay focused? You, you, you know, you have all the stuff that when Chaney and I were going through school, all those distractions, plus they're so focused on, I mean, you, you're, you're trying to get to the 2028 Olympic team, Right. So, I mean, definitely athletics is a high priority for you, but now you're student teaching and all this type of stuff. Um, How do you, when you throw NIL in, how do you manage all that and how do you figure out how to prioritize uh, everything?
2: Yeah, I mean, that was definitely like a big issue. Mostly like last year, I was kind of getting bombarded about just like posting stuff and like people reaching out like, oh, you should do this, like collab with them, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, like everyone just like leave me alone for three seconds. Like I'll post when I want to, obviously like there's rule, like if you're going to do like deals and stuff, you got to have like a structure, which is nice because then it's like, okay, I know I have to reach this limit. For example, Lee Hockey, like I have to post, I don't know, like three story posts and like one in feed post. So it's nice having a structure like that and knowing like, and with Leave Hockey, we've developed so much since it's like start, since I joined. Now they have like, they've hired a girl that like, uh, what's the word? Like takes charge of that and like keeps track of those things, social text And like, hey, make sure you get one more story post in or something. So being able to have that, like, oh, okay, cool. Like I have a reminder of someone to tell me. Before it wasn't like that. And that's when it's like, oh, I forgot to do that. I'm going to get in trouble. And it's like, uh, just like stressful. So now that's nice. But I think for me, the biggest thing, like I, when I'm at school, my time management is really good versus like at home, home, I'm kind of like, whatever, but here I have like such a strict routine. And so I think that helps a lot. Like every day is the same essentially. So I think just, it became, it became second nature of just like what I have to do. Um, but no, it did get to a point where I just like, didn't feel like posting or something um, and just like getting in funks and like, you know, but um yeah, I think my class schedule, like my classes too, weren't super demanding, being an education major. Um, so I definitely had a little bit more free time on my hands, and I just like planned it out. Like this day, I'm going to do this. This day, I'm going to film this or whatever. So just being organized, that was the biggest thing for me. So, Got it. Yeah.
1: All right, yeah. Some athletes we know have participated in NIL, right, and they and it's changed what they do after their athletic careers, right. We know you've talked about being, you know, student teaching right now, an education major. Do you see NIL helping you once your career, your athletic career is over in the collegiate setting anyway?
2: Yeah, no. Yeah, I think. Yeah, for sure. Because, like, for example, Longstreth and Leap Hockey, like you don't have to be a college athlete to do that. So there's girls that I know that I'm friends with on on the national team that are part of Leap Hockey um, that are also like sponsored by Longstreth and those types of things um and they provide them with you know like they give them money for like what they're doing and stuff so yeah like that's the great thing about the things that i'm doing it's not well you're this is going to be good for nal but once you're out of college like we don't care for you anymore because i'm sure there's a lot of companies like we're using you because you're popular in college and like that's helping us versus like um you know the other things i continue on the national team they can still continue to support me because it's it's not about yes it's great that i'm on a college team but it's not just about the college it's about like the fact that I play field hockey no. and so like being able to do that and like also you know leap hockey you don't have to be on the national team to do that like the guys that own it they're not on any national team like they're they run that because they want to and you know they play field hockey and so it's great like I don't have to and again it's like 45 minutes a session a night getting paid for that so it's like if I'm done you know whenever I'm done field hockey for good not even just college but like that's something I could continue to do for fun and, you know, continue to grow the game. So like that, I think is like, why I'm so glad I've made those connections with those people on long Strath and leap, you know, being able to continue that. And, you know, I want to coach eventually too. So that also helps and just yeah, having absolutely. that support like gear and products and whatnot. So yeah, no, it's definitely going to help me when I'm done.
0: So tell us about, so we've heard about some of your NIL deals, right? But I'm, I'm, uh, tell us about some of your favorites, part one, part two, I'm curious the first one that you signed with the equipment and I forget the name. So forgive me. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, so that was when it all kind of first got going. So new to you, but also new to them. So Mm -hmm. tell us about how, you know, working through some of uh, some of that initial, you know, with them and and how your deals have evolved since the the beginning.
2: Yeah. um, Well, definitely like my favorites. I mean, I only, I don't even know. I only have a few. Uh, but probably like Longstreth is, you know, my top end leap just because I'm so involved with those two. Like, and like I said, it's more Felaki related, but Longstreth, they were my first um NIL deal. And it helps that they like they knew who I was because they're like they're located right near where like I live. And so my whole life they've kind of and, and my club coach worked for Longstreth. And so I also helped them model for TK stuff when I was in like middle school. So it's just like I've always kind of been, you know, You've been part of the family. A part of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it was really easy to like reach out, hey, like I do know, like, do you wanna like club? <laughs> just like figure something out. And so they, you know, they made up a contract and um all that. And you know, Penn State had this app where you just send in the contract and it'll get approved in like 24 hours. It, the contract initially didn't get approved. They were like, so that's the thing about Penn State is the the licensing with the logos and like, yeah, like at the time what shoes you could wear, like the stick. They were it was just worded like the Penn State people were a little bit confused about like what Longstreth was saying. So I was like, okay, Longstreth, can you like change this? They're like, I just like back and forth. I'm like, can they just like talk and figure figured it out because I just feel like the the middleman right now and confused. But eventually all got sorted out and like I think you know, I was helping Longstreth and helping Penn State kind of figure out, okay, this needs, this needs to be worded this way, that kind of thing. Um, so it took some time obviously, but eventually like now that that's sorted out, it's really easy to just like update every year. Um, and you know, just started with like a, a salary and you just like upload that. And then just so they know how much money you're making. And then, you know, with Longstreth, with my following being, you know, increased and me doing more for them, like same with the money, like they kind of, you know, they update their, their, uh, program i guess you could say for like nil stuff um and i just i have been doing a lot more with them it's just like it's just fun because it feels so natural because i have literally shopped there my whole life for all my field hockey stuff so it's genuine i'm not just like get this i'm like i know like genuinely go there they have such good stuff so it's just like fun to be able to be authentic about that um so yeah and like leap I'm literally just doing drills and like it's like little mini private lesson sessions like that's what i do for work anyways over the summer so it's just like again genuine authentic i like you know it's a way to grow the game so
0: it's awesome absolutely yeah so what advice now for athletes that are in high school and they're being recruited right
2: Mm -hmm.
0: nil wasn't part of the equation when you were looking at penn state but it is now part of the equation so What advice would you give them with NIL now being part of that uh, recruiting process?
2: I mean, personally, I would just say, like, don't make that your top priority. Like that absolutely should not come up in conversation when you're meeting with a coach, because I can guarantee you if the coach has any sense of, you know, pride for anything or that's they're going to be like, absolutely not like we like that's your priority. We don't want you here. Like that's how I would be as a coach. If a, if a recruit came in and said, well, NIL, I would be like, listen, we'll support, like we're going to support you and, th- and that and allow you to do that. But like that absolutely should not be like the top priority, uh, like obviously. um, But that's just me. So I I would tell them that for sure. Like the priority is your academics, performing on the team and bringing everything you can to the team. And then with that, you'll earn that NIL and it'll come to you. And, you know, the staff will support you, obviously. But that's my biggest advice. Just don't like stress about it, you know? So, and, but also when you do have time, for example, off seasons, like the biggest time I think to be able to like, uh, what's the word? I can't even think of it, but like to capitalize on opportunities for NAL. Um, because again, you're not in season, you're still training, but you can kind of get more time to do that. So that would be your opportunity to like start reaching out and, you know, you can focus a little bit more on that. So that would be my advice.
1: (laughs) So you're building your, social media resume, what would you tell? And you've got a couple of years that you've been doing this, right? And you even talked about when you first started, you're like, I, I don't know what to do. And you've kind of felt your way through it and you, you figured it out. And, and you, you, you kind of, you've come very proficient at it. Right. And, and you're good. So what would you tell, how would you advise this next group coming up of how to build their brand and how to use social media to benefit them?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's just so tough social media nowadays with like the younger generations and how early they're getting phones and like all these, you know, social apps. Um, I mean, my biggest thing is figure out from like day one, what kind of image you want to like represent on what social media apps. Right. So like Instagram, I like to, obviously I'm going to be posting a lot of stuff, but I also like to like keep it more personal too. Just like I also have a life outside of field hockey and like I think other people also like to see that stuff Uh, but on TikTok again it's more so sports related I would say um, because it's just like fun to watch little quick videos and little snippets of like goals from a game or whatever like it is get ready with me video for a game So you just have to like figure out your image and what you want and also just like keeping it appropriate for like what you're doing right like obviously every athlete every person who's capitalizing on NAL it's going to have a different type of image right so you just have to figure that out from the start and I think um if they want to be successful with that, is just like staying consistent on it because like if you go off the grid for a while like you might not do great when you come back so just keeping it consistent keeping it light fun easy for yourself like don't overwhelm um don't overwhelm yourself right so oh. another girl that I think is really good is like Anna Camden like she makes really just good Clipped video. She went to Penn State for basketball, and like, she just did a really good job of like staying consistent. I was like, I don't know how she does that because I'm just like too lazy to do that. But you could see her success. She has like a lot of followers on Instagram and TikTok, way way more than I have. And she's just very good at like what she does. And yeah. so I kind of look at, and you know, that's another tip I guess I could have is like look at other people that are doing well. What are they doing? Why is it so that's successful? Sure. So yeah, that's my advice.
1: Well, and you you mentioned this a couple times too, is being authentic.
2: Yes. Right? Oh, if you, for sure.
1: If you're consistently being authentic, then that's going to come through and folks are going to want to, they're going to follow
2: you. Oh, hundred percent. It's annoying when you see like fake ads or you can tell it's like very stage. It's like, okay, well, like, maybe you'll get it, but I don't know. I think it's more fun when you like personalize it to how you want.
0: Absolutely. So, all right. So for the businesses that are listening out there, give us kind of a, a commercial for yourself, right? Oh gosh. <laughs> This I, the so funny!
2: On the yep. That one's tough. I saw that. I well, it's funny because if you're from State College area and you're watching TV, Carter Stracci, the the wrestler for like whatever time national champion, <laughs> he's on a commercial for I think it's like a car dealership, and it's so funny. Like I just I'm like wait I literally like he goes here. <laughs> it's just like oh, I don't know what I could do. Probably anything food related. Honestly, I love food. I could totally be so authentic about any type of food. I don't even know though. Oh, that's that's a tough one. I'll have to get that one some more thoughts.
0: <laughs> so what are the what are the what do you look for in a brand deal? Like what are your the values that you look for in brands that align with you?
2: Um communication, like authenticity. Um yeah, those two things I think are like really Big to me because I get a lot of spam. Like I consider it spam email because it's like, "Hi, we saw your your social media. I would love to like. Cla-. You could tell it's like auto generated messages. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm asked, like no. Versus like the Le- uh, Lee Pocky, the owner Ross. He was at my Maryland game the sophomore year. messaged me like personally. it Was like, hey, like would love to have you part of this group. Like you, you know, reach all of our values. Da 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 da. I you think you'd be really good for us in this program so i think just like you know again the communication style like being uh personable i guess yeah personable is what i'm trying that's what i was looking for being personable um and actually just like real and authentic and you know even roots i reached out to them i was like hey like see, you're doing this like nil deal for like athletes here i was like i want to be all over that and the girl who runs the social media and who runs the nil like Reached back and was like, Hey, would love to like chat on zoom a little bit about like what we do. Dah, 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 dah. It's like that, those kinds of things. It's like, okay. They actually care about like who they're signing for me. Yeah. That's important. Cause then otherwise it's just like, not like authentic. It's not real. It's just kind of like for, for show. So yeah, I got
0: one, I got one uh, this morning for sports bras. And I don't know that I'd sell too many sports bras. My, <laughs> oh, you guys. That's, so
2: that's yeah. See, like they'll literally be like, click all and send to uh, like, that's too funny. Yeah. yeah. That's the kind of thing.
0: All right, <laughs> Fia, hey, people that are trying to get a hold of you, what, what's the best way for them to find you?
2: Um, on my social media apps, Instagram at via Gladio. TikTok is also just at Fiat.gladio. Um, Basically, every social handle is just going to be Fia Gladio, and you can find me on
0: there. Awesome. Well, hey, you crushed this four-time, nice. about to be five-time All-American. <laughs> uh, good luck in 2028. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on NIL Undressed. As always, every like, subscribe, and share is greatly appreciated.